Yeah, homeschool is paying off for Hollow right homeschool now. Homeschool high five. <laughs> My wife is give your mom, so... mom, give mom a couple of a high five right now. <laughs> Thank My you, mom. My wife is going to be so disappointed that I didn't know that answer. Hey guys, you're listening to Lightning Rounds. This podcast, we talk about culture, life, and the Bible. What's really cool about this podcast is you, the listener, you get to guide our discussions. We respond to directly to questions that you send in. So, hey, if you got a great question or topic that you think we should cover, please send that in. We'd love to hear it and you might just get featured here. Today, we're super stoked. It is November to remember a walk to remember of November. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things that uh, the the ran with Burr, but we're we're having a great uh, old uh, fall time. Normally, when it's fall, I listen to sad music. I listen to emo music. I grew up Aww. listening to Further Seems Forever and um, screamo music, and so uh, and Boney Vare is uh, is on my playlist, my fall playlist. <laughs> You know, but we hope that Lightning Rounds makes it in there too to add a little bit of fun and pizzazz. Andrew brings the pizzazz. Pizzazz. Uh, <laughs> That's <sponge. yeah>. <laughs> But hey, <laughs> uh, my name is Zach, and I got two awesome dudes that are joining us today. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? My name is Andrew Newman, and I also love fall because I'm finally not sweating anymore. <laughs> it's fantastic. Or at least if you are, it's hidden by your sweatshirt exactly. and your jacket. <laughs> I'm a lot more hydrated than usual, so yeah. I have a little more pizzazz. <laughs> pizzazz is the key word. Well, I'm hollow, and uh, I I love fall. I'm in a constant state of autumn. Falling? Of falling. I constant state of falling. Yeah. yeah, you've seen your decorations on your house. Yeah. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> hey, Halloween is over. It's November. Let's be thankful. Oh, I am. No, yeah, I am thankful. Yeah. Now we're we're a big big fall family. In fact, I was texting my neighbor yesterday, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Just enjoying the fall day, watching some Gilmore Girls." And uh, yeah, so I think Jess just just crashed Rory's car. Yes, she. I can't. Oh. I can't take it. <laughs> so we're in full fall swing here. Gilmore Girls, pumpkin spice lattes. And leaves from the trees. It's amazing. I can't believe how they're also the hero and and the protagonist at the same time. It's very Greek. Mm, interesting. Mm. <laughs> Are you talking about uh... antagonist? That's what I'm going for. Yeah, they're both mm. the hero and the problem. Well, mm. it's true. Interesting. That show, <laughs> beautiful, frustrating, hilarious. It's the dialogue. We're going to write a Devo mm. based on the lives of of uh, Lorelai and, and how not to live your life as a yeah. Christian. Yes. It's called Gilmore for Less. Yeah. Gil <laughs> yeah. Gilmore for Less. <laughs> how to not be a person. Anyways, yeah. that's enough Gilmore Girls. This is not, That's another yeah, podcast that we have. Plenty. Let's get back into that's Lightning plenty. Rounds. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, you joined a, a great episode today. I know I say that every time, and I hope this is a great episode. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback from our previous episodes, um, and we're going to keep going. We love doing what we do. This is a blast. You know, I, I remember I was talking to Emma the other day, and she was kind of sharing about how there was some, like, 
study that was done that like how the way that you that a man feels loved, like a good way that that like a man feels loved is that you you ask them to explain something. Like you like you pretend like you don't understand something and you say, "Can you explain can you explain this to me?" Oh. Can you and like and like that's that's how a man feels love, right? And um, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, man, that's hilarious because that is exactly what lighting is. <laughs> this is just to make us feel good. <laughs> this is just to make us feel good. We just we love. Explain. We're like, we're like, yeah, I feel good about myself after that. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, so thank you for pitching in and helping at least our uh, spread the love. mental health be on its peak, and uh, we feel very loved. This we is an informative for- podcast for you, but a self help <laughs> podcast for us. Exactly. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, good. four seasons and uh, ten episodes in, uh, we are are happy. Well, I am healthy. I am wealthy, <laughs> and gosh darn it, I am blessed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into our segment for today. It is Christian pop culture trivia. boys i got a couple questions here that are gonna go from just christian pop culture bible questions some of them include worship songs some of them include uh a category that is veggie tales it's kind of think of it kind of like jeopardy i'm a little bit like uh trebek um (laughs) more we're a little bit more like the snl version of jeopardy (laughs) than we are (laughs) the actual version (laughs) but uh uh We'll 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 go through these questions and uh, yeah, you guys have to uh, answer as best you can, and we'll see who comes out the winner. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go, boys. Let's do it. Our first question is: What is the name of the Christian worship group that wrote the song "Shout to the Lord"? Meh. Shout to the Lord. Who is Darlene? Shish kebab. Shish kebab. Chicago. Shekinah. Shekinah. Darlene something with a Z. She's the writer. I don't remember the band though. Was it Hillsong? Old Hillsong? Yep. Ding ding. You got it right, bro. Darlene Sheck. It is Hillsong. Is it Sheck? Yeah. Sheck. Yeah. Sheckler. Darlene. Oh no! Shish kebab. Uh, no, no relation to Ryan, but uh, she uh. does write great songs. Because I mean, shout to the Lord! That was a banger. If you're not, oh yeah, pumping your chest forward when you hear that, and mm-hmm. waving your hands in yeah. a wave-like motion during worship when that song plays, yeah, that little- I dare you, worship leaders. If there are any worship leaders that are listening to this right now, I dare you, double dog dare you, <laughs> put this in your set list. And and count how many hands get raised up uh, when you when you when you sing the songs. Sure, some of those hands might be a little gray haired, wrinkled out, you know. But uh, sometimes you gotta you know you gotta throw one for the oldies in there. Some of the, uh, you gotta you gotta oh, drop a little bone in there for the oldies. I so. do that all the time. I'm all about just throwbacks. Throwbacks. Come on. All right, Holly. Well, you got one over Andrew there. So let's go to question number two. Okay. This is a Bible question. This is like who wants to be a millionaire, but 
we're testing your salvation. If you don't know this answer, you are not saved. I'm just going to say this right now. How many half-brothers did Jesus have? And double points if you can name them. Okay, so I'm going to go with two. Mm -hmm. James and Alpheus. (laughs) (laughs) Alfred for short. Well... Dang it. I know James. There are more than two. Oh, man. So you're wrong. <laughs> There's James, Ringo, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I only know James. <laughs> I don't. There's a. Uh, like four? Uh, what are the name of the Teletubbies? There's a. Uh, <laughs> blue, pink, purple. <laughs> There's four, guys. There's, There's four, four half-brothers wow. that Jesus had. Yeah, four. Man, I've never really paid James, attention to that. James, uh, second one was Judas. Uh, he wrote oh, duh. the book of Jude. Oh. Duh. Joseph was the third, and Simon was the fourth. Joseph, so there Junior. goes your salvation. Oh, dang wow. it. Little Joe with the gimpy leg. <laughs> Little Joe. <laughs> Cliff. Cliff. Bony Bob. Cliff. <laughs> Uh, all right, here we everything. go. Question number three. <laughs> Question number three. Question number three. This is for all my VeggieTale lovers out there. Ooh. Shout out to our VeggieTale lovers out there. Come on. I'm getting a second round of VeggieTales right now as the dad of young kids. It's pretty mm-hmm. glorious. Um, I forgot how. You should, yeah. Yeah, should you join Children's Ministry? You should be a Children's <laughs> Ministry director. <laughs> Get all of it that you need. So then this, you might know this one then, uh, Andrew. I almost yeah, called you home. That's uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. It's a little dark in there. It's hard to see which... Yeah, turn the light on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, here we go. VeggieTales is the subject. The question is, in the show VeggieTales, two characters, I repeat, two characters, are asparaguses. Can you name one of them? Double points if you can name two. Yes. Junior asparagus and dad. Boom, that's one. (laughs) Dad and dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, that's what Junior calls him. Dad! <laughs> oh, his name is... Oh, man, what is his name? Mr. Asparagus. Mr. Asparagus. Does no, he have a first name? It's like Alfred so, or something like that. So, yeah, you got... You got so, Junior Asparagus is right. Okay. Junior Asparagus is right. I will say, I did not count his dad because I forgot about his dad. Oh, His dad's not really three. a main character, though. Yes, I'm thinking of another main character. In the boogeyman he is. Is it the girl? The girl one? No, she's not a piece of asparagus. Esther's I'll give an you a He wears a monocle. Yeah. He wears oh. a monocle. And he talks like this. Why must we all be veggies? <laughs> is his name Ernie? There you go. Ah, oh, what's his name? Ernest. Major monocle. No, that's, that's Phineas and Ferb. There you go. Oh, monogram. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. I'm going to take the half point. The correct answer <laughs> is Archibald Asparagus. Oh, oh. See, I was Archibald. close with Alpheus. You were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang it. All right, Archibald. Got that one tucked Archibald. away for Archibald. when I need that later. Archie. <laughs> Dang it. Archie. Question number four, boys. Finish the popular worship lyric of the song, How Great Is Our God? Okay, it's been sung. Let's let's be honest. One too many times. All right, <laughs> all right. Finish the lyric of this popular song. How great is our God? He wraps himself in light and darkness, darkness tries, tries to, to hide. hide. Oh, that was a tie right there. Yes. Good job, guys. Now sing it. Come on, <laughs> sing with me. 
That's the that's the one song you could endlessly loop. Mm. Uh, that one and never sure. gonna stop singing. Never, yeah, never gonna stop singing. I can sing of your love forever. Never gonna stop. That song has always thrown me. Can't stop. Never gonna stop. stop. Sing it, and then it ends. But Miley Cyrus. That's true, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's another VeggieTales one for you guys. Man. Finish this VeggieTales song. Mm. You have to finish the whole VeggieTales. phrase of it, okay? Okay. God is bigger than the boogeyman. boogeyman. He's greater than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Yeah. Way to go, Hollow. You got that one right too, Andrew. Bigger, not so. greater, sorry. Yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't know the rest Technicality. of it. Technicality. Andrew wins. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to yeah. him. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again, Hollow. I was still on how great is our God. Yeah, you didn't even know the Greek part of it. That's what it was. Which is Alpheus. The Greek word for boogeyman? <laughs> Alpheus Draconicus. <laughs> I'm just going to stop myself. Yeah, good job. Okay, man. last two questions, boys. Last two questions. All right. Which Christian music group wrote the famous song, Big House? Cutlass. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a big, big Audio house. Adrenaline. Is it Audio Adrenaline? It's Audio Adrenaline. Oh, I All hated that band. Fire. I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. Yeah, homeschool is paying off for Hollow right homeschool now. Homeschool high five. <laughs> My wife is give your mom, so... mom, Give mom a couple of a high five right now. <laughs> Thank My you, mom. My wife is going to be so disappointed that I didn't know that answer. It's a big, Lauren, big, I just want to say, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. Is she a big Audio Adrenaline fan? Oh, yeah. No way. That song, specifically. I'm, yeah, dude. Wow. I'm we, just stoked that he's got a big, big yard. Yeah. Where we can play football. Yeah, for reals. Yeah, Lauren walked down the aisle to that song. You guys want to know? (laughs) (laughs) What's our communion song? Dang it. (laughs) You guys are taking, it's my father's house. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) No, uh, I got it. I got more into the punk movement, which rejected uh, wholesome Christianity at that point. Mm. I feel you. I was there too. Yeah. Punk rock gangster Jesus. Mm. Yeah, it was more punk rock gangster Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's our last question, boys. Our last question of Christian pop culture trivia. Who doesn't love the movie The Prince of Egypt? Come oh, on. That I, soundtrack makes me weep. You've never I've seen never it? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No, but I have read the story of Joseph. Uh, yeah, thing. yeah. Prince of Egypt is Moses. Moses? Yeah, see, I, I'm <laughs> Joseph. <weird>. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Joseph parted the Red Sea. I think you got this one. And then he put on his colorful coat and walked wow. on water. Both were in Egypt. Wow. All right. I think I, I, think think I would just forfeit it. Oh, uh, yeah. He forfeited. He forfeited. What's the question, right though? I need but he's to all skinny. That's why I thought it was Joseph. Moses, I always, th- I always, I don't know why. I envisioned him more portly. That's Morses. Mm. He's more. More. Morses. <laughs> 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 The Mexican version. Mas. Oh, jeez. All right. What's the question? Dude, okay. Well, first off, did you know that Mariah Carey sings on, on the soundtrack of Prince of Egypt? Yeah, no. dude. Dude, she sings. Yeah. Man, dude, Mariah Carey sings. Hans Zimmer produced most of the songs wow. for this album. Mm-hmm. Um. Martin Short and Steve Martin are in are the, some of the voice actors. I gotta watch this thing. It'll make Val you Gilmer. Cry. Val Kilmer's in it. Yeah, Val Kilmer's in it. He's Moses. 
um what's his name too uh from uh jurassic park hollow's dad scientific guy the scientific guy no not that guy the scientific with the dark hair i can't remember his name right now jeff goldblum jeff goldblum he's aaron yeah jeff goldblum is is aaron uh yeah yeah he's aaron exactly which is funny be the stuttering yeah okay yes he is wow that's incredible I'll have that's to watch a, this movie. That's, it's you actually, need to go watch that movie, Andrew. Right. You will cry. It's my homework. You will weep. If I remember correctly, yeah. theologically, it's pretty spot on. Oh, it's mm. it's true to the story. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a great movie. Just great movie. Great music. Mm-hmm. Deliver us. Oh, okay. Dude, that's a, that's I want to see if Holland knows the question, because I certainly don't. All right. Yeah. Well, I the do. question was, what year did the movie Prince of Egypt release? Ninety-eight. Mm, I'm gonna say ninety-six correct answer to take the win to take the dub home the trophy wow. home might be 98 is 98 wow <laughs> oh gosh but you know what i did have all the burger king toys <laughs> of course andrew lost on a technicality in clutch oh. on a technicality where were the reps on that one <sighs> Could have asked any other question about the movie, and I would have any other <laughs> something you could actually yeah. guess. Yeah, I could guess the, the year. All <laughs> right. Yeah, you need to watch that one. That's Take a great that, movie. Hollow. All right, Morses. Mor- <laughs> yeah. Morses. Is it about Moses or Joseph? <laughs> Clarify one more time. I think you just lost because of that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was a prince of Egypt? Weren't both of them? Because he was second. Joseph was second in command. Does that make him a prince? Uh, or I want to say it's pretty no. close. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, um, yeah. Technically, according to uh, Egyptian law and hieroglyphics, <laughs> yes, he could have been ruled a prince. Mm, interesting. I have it right here in my notes. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I was wrong. My bad. That's all right, dude. I'll give you the win. No, you win. You, you, win. you deserve no, it. No, that was, that was totally Andrew. Andrew. That was Andrew, you. Andrew came in. You Andrew got came it. came in at the end. You had the toys. I yeah. Did. Let's go into our question of today. Ooh. We got... Some questions that were sent in. It's hard to pick through all of them, but we chose one. One came out on top. The winner. Winner, and winner. So, uh, if this is your question and you're listening right now, carry this episode with pride. Do today. it. Carry this episode with pride, but also remember all the all those that were that uh, that were that gave up. <laughs> There's that were sa- that were sacrificed so you could be here. Mm. the top all the questions that were uh, that laid their lives down mm. actually let's pause for a moment of silence for the for the questions that were never responded to let's let's take a mm. couple moments okay that was long enough wow i see that hand i just I took know. my headphones off to change hats and i came back and i didn't know what was going on <laughs> but it kind of freaked me out <laughs> i was like what are we doing what if you put your headphones back on and we're talking in a different language <laughs> I somehow entered a portal. (laughs) Sitting next to Elpheus right here. No, not no, that ain't a. Just like Australian. Non-Australian English. It was a Korean, uh, Korean Australian. Mm. 
All right. Andrew. Yep. Would you be so gracious to carry this question to our listeners' ears in a way that uh, conveys the emotions of the uh, asker? Mm. Absolutely. In the correct dialect, country of origin. Okay. I shall do my bestest. I shall do my greatest. It begins here in white. <laughs> and the words say, Shalomi, my homies, with a laughing emoji face with crying tears. <laughs> so in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, it says, we are commanded to preach the gospel to everyone, exclamation point. But in Ephesians 4.11, it says some are given the gift of evangelism in the church. Then in 2 Timothy 4.5, it says to do the work of an evangelist. So my question is this. My inquiry is this. Are only some given the gift of evangelism, even though all are called to preach the gospel? Double question mark. Or do all of us... <laughs> As believers have that gift, but just need to be obedient and step out in faith and do it, question mark. To all my friends, I bid a farewell. That was, beautiful. That was the best I got. That was beautiful. Thank that, you. I'm, I feel like we that get, was more than we deserve. We could end the podcast right there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was good. All right. <clears throat> now I know why. I, I put out a poll, I think, recently, and I said... If you could have any of the lightning round boys read you the Bible to sleep, which one would it be? And and most of our vo votes were were Andrew. Mm, All right. I don't know why. It makes sense. Because mm -hmm. I got a face for radio, baby. Come on. <laughs> Fuzzy and red. All right. Okay. So <laughs> are only some given the gift of evangelism, even though we're all called to preach the gospel? Or do we as believers have that gift already? We just need to be obedient. And do it. What is the answer? Well, actually, before we respond to this, actually, I have a funny, I have a funny little little segue. Before we respond to this question, I have another question to ask you guys. Oh man, have you guys ever shared the gospel with someone and it has gone horribly wrong? Yes. And if so, please share, please share a little, a little story, a little story of of how that, uh, what what transpired. Paul, do you want to go first? I think um, <clears throat> I'm prophesying. Um, about an experience that is going to happen <laughs> because some Mormons came over this past Sunday, uh, elder, elder something. He came over, he said, I'm elder so-and-so. And the other said, I'm elder so-and-so. And I was like, you guys got the same first names, <laughs> but, um, I, I scheduled an appointment with them and, uh, they're coming back to talk about Jesus. All right, dude. And uh, no I, I've been studying up on, um, apologetics towards Mormonism. It's pretty wild. And uh, it's going to be two versus one. I got my gloves on. I'm ready to roll with them, ready to Rochambeau. Dude, have Andrew go with you. Come on, 2v2. I told him, and Andrew responded. They're not coming back to my house. They're not going back to Andrew's. I told him, get out of my neighborhood. You're a heretic. And if I see you in here again, I'm going to chase you away with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> So Andrew doesn't have the gift of evangelism. <laughs> that's, pro that's proper, proper evangelism right there. <laughs> but yeah, they're coming back, and uh, 
I'm just, I'm actually pretty nervous. It's one thing to, that's awesome. To dude. Talk hey, to we'll someone. be praying for you, man. Yeah, thank you. That's I'll, awesome. I'll let you know next episode how I failed miserably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, Joseph Smith. All right. What about you? What about you, Andrew? You, you ever yeah. shared the gospel with someone and it just went, something funny happened or it went horribly wrong or. Absolutely. Not what you expected. Yeah. Uh, I was nine, uh, I was 18 years old. I was living in England at the time mm. at Bible College. Uh-huh. And every. Friday night, they would take us out street evangelizing. And this is where I realized, I'm not very good at this, but what I would do is we would try and make a big pot of stew, like hot soup, and we would take it out to like a lot of the homeless people. And that was like my thing. Like, hey, I just want to like feed people and like try and build relationships or whatever. Mm. And there was this group of like young kids and they were all goth vampire kids. Oh, God. And I remember walking up with this huge bowl, like hot pot of soup and like sitting in the middle of them like, hey, guys, are you guys, are you guys hungry at all? Are you guys, do you guys want something to eat? And they all hissed at me. <laughs> so, so I was like trying like, yeah, if you guys are hungry, like, you know, we'd love to sit down and talk with you. And this kid looked at me at no joke. I've never been more scared in my entire life. It's like he could see through my body, like into my soul. Oh gosh. And these kids were all like, uh, like terrifying little vampire kids. And I walked away like trying, I was trying and it didn't work. There was another time when I was in the Ukraine and gosh, I was with a translator who was a little, like a 17 year old girl. And we're walking through the like barrio of Ukraine and we walk up to this guy who's working on his car and I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he like gets out from underneath the hood and he stands up and he's the biggest man I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. He had to be like six foot seven, but he was a box. He looked like a giant rectangle and we start trying to share the gospel with him. He's instantly irritated. Oh God. Cause he's like something about his son and I don't know. But when I went to shake his hand, it engulfed my entire hand and forearm. And he used to be a boxer and he like killed someone in the ring. And I'm with this like 17 year old girl <laughs> in the middle of Ukraine by myself. Like, yeah, so um, do you want to know Jesus? <laughs> oh, God. Like, we're going to die. I we're thought gonna we were going to die. It was terrifying. It I'm just terrifying. picturing the mechanic from Indiana Jones. The yes. plane scene, like with the giant yeah. monkey yeah. wrench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, fight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those are my street fighter. Off the top of my head, those are the two that went pretty bad. Wow. Yet you still kept traveling, dude. Props to you. Hey. Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes. Hungary. Polsky. I went to the Poland also. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Right on. Vampires and murderous boxers. Mm. Jesus loves them all. Yeah, he does. Amen. We used, uh, I have a story where when I was in high school, we used to go out and share the gospel at skate parks. And we, we would do is we would bring a, like a giant cooler of water of waters and stuff. And, uh, we would just, you know, post up right next to the skate parks and, uh, we'd just be like free waters. And then all, all you know, everyone would come and get free waters. And the kids that would kind of like stay and sit down next to us where we were and just kind of take, take a break. You know, we would, we would start talking about Jesus to them. And I was sharing this gospel with like these this group of like three dudes, and I was just like kind of going off a track that I had handed them, and I was like, "Yeah, Jesus is like, 
know that Jesus like he like loves you and like you know and these guys are like starting to like 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 trying to like understand it and hear it and they're like a little like hesitant I could tell and then out of nowhere we hear like this loud car horn driving by like right by where we are like and this dude sticks his head out the window and looks directly at us and he yells hail satan <laughs> and just takes <laughs> off <laughs> and it just like totally just ruined like <laughs> i was like like i think i started laughing like i was just so like <laughs> i like i just lost it and uh how do you recover from that was, something that like was, that? That was my bad example of, of sharing the gospel. Oh, I just, uh, um, a drive-by Satanist. There you go. I just, uh, so. A drive-by anyways. Satanist. <laughs> what did you call that? A drive-by Sataning? <laughs> a a, drive-by Satan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but anyways, so evangelism, the gift of, of, the gift of evangelism, uh, the work of an evangelist, Call to preach the gospel. Are we all called to do that? Uh, what do you guys have to say about this question here that our listener sent in? Andrew, you start this one. Okay. Well, no, I, I read the question. Usually then Zach throws it to me. So do you have notes to today? Okay, I'll start it. It's a rare occasion. Handwritten notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think a good thing to do is to, to define what the words that are used in each of these passages mm. that, are, that are listed here. Uh, to start off with Matthew 28, 19. And what's actually funny, we were talking about it beforehand, Matthew 28, 19, nowhere in this in this verse does it say, preach the gospel. And I'm going to read this to you, guys that are listening. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus, right before he's about to ascend, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So nowhere here does it say to preach the gospel. The commission is actually to make disciples, mm. which is the Greek word mathetuo, which is deeper than preaching the gospel. It has actually a lot more than just preaching the gospel. How, how much deeper does it go than preaching the gospel, Andrew? What would you have to say on that? What, what does it carry more? It, it carries the idea of not just an evangelist, but to be an instructor in the ways of Jesus. Or as you said earlier, do you want to use your word that you enjoyed? No, please use it. I... It is the word pupil. It is to make, <laughs> to teach as someone who has a pupil. Not in your eyes, but as a, as a student. So you're instructing people in the way of Jesus. I would say, mm -hmm. but you can make inference yeah, there. Like in order for someone to begin to live like Christ, you first must be a follower of Jesus. You got to be a Christian. You got to mm -hmm. yeah. claim faith uh, in Christ. So yeah. So here the, the commission in, in Matthew 28, 19 is deeper than just preaching the gospel um, because there's an act of commitment that is called, there's, there's a deeper act of commitment that's called of a disciple than someone who just hears the gospel. You know, I think the, this verse, John 8, 31 really encapsulates that well of what it means to make disciples and even what it means to be a disciple here. And John 8, 31, uh, Jesus says this in, in John 8, 31, he says, but Zach, I thought the, um, I thought the emphasis was go. <laughs> what part of go do you not understand? <laughs> yeah. The emphasis on this verse is not go. 
Um, that is not the commission. The the main command here that's given is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, going is the agent in which we make disciples. But here, eight uh, John eight thirty one, Jesus says this. He said to the Jews who had believed him, "If you continue in my word, you truly are my disciples." And so there's this idea of continuing in the way of Christ, continuing in the words of Christ. Um, some like to call it being an apprentice to Jesus, to Rabbi Jesus, some might say. And so this call from Jesus is is really a call from us, like you said, Andrew. It's a call to make disciples is a call to cause others to be followers of Christ, to call others to be pupils of Jesus, to instruct them what it means not only in doctrine and belief, but also in conduct of life. So there's a it, there's a deeper commitment, I believe, in making disciples than there is to just preach the gospel hearsay to like a crowd, you know, because this this is the, you know, Andrew, we, 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 when we were at Refuge, we went through a series at Refuge that was called the How and Whys. Do you remember that? Yeah. I yeah, we went through a series called How and Why, and we did, a, we did a message on evangelism, and then we did a message on discipleship. And uh, I think me and you were, ta- I remember us talking about it, and we're like, yeah, like evangelism is catching the fish. And yep. discipleship is cleaning the fish, mm-hmm. and both are needed. You need you can't have one without the other. You need both of them. Mm-hmm. But there is an aspect here, like in Matthew twenty eight nineteen, to uh, to make disciples. There's a commitment that 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 involves where you're walking life with someone, you're instructing them how to be a follower of Christ, not only in the way in the way that they think about Jesus and how they believe, but in how they live. You know, and it's it's kind of like what that Chinese proverb says. You know, give a man a fish. You feed them for a day, but teach a man to fish, and you'll feed them for a lifetime. And that's that 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 I really think that that kind of um, fills up what what it means to make a disciple here. Mm. And I got a quote for you, Andrew. This is I'll, I'll finish off with this. I have a quote for this is specifically for Andrew. So there, there's a uh, salt. There's an expositor, and and you could call him the salty expositor. Okay. Nice. And his name is Vance Havner. Okay. Oh. If you ever read Vance Havner, this guy's <laughs> this guy's this guy's a He's the this guy's jam. a power hitter. Yeah. Okay. So Vance Havner, look at look at how he phrased it. Vance Havner, he says this. He says, "Salvation is free. The gift of God is eternal life, but it is not cheap, for it cost God His Son, and the Son His life. But it is free. However, when we become believers, we become disciples, and that will cost us everything we have. Our Lord was after disciples, not mere joiners." What's up, guys? Hollow here. Just dropping in to say how much we appreciate you supporting us, listening to our podcast. If you want to give back, we have a little something called Buy Me a Coffee, a way that you could support the podcast. Just three of us doing what we do worst is... (laughs) This is so hard to do from the hip, dude. I need a script. With that, if you'd like to support us even further, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds and literally buy us a coffee. Either with a one-time donation or a recurring gift, you can literally get lightning rounds out there. Helps cover the cost we have and literally buys us a coffee. So if you want to keep the dream alive for lightning rounds and you want some perks to percolate, then buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds. So let's get back to the episode.
Yeah, I think that's, man, that guy, his book, uh, I forget what it was called. Darn it. I can't Peace in the right. Valley. Thank you. That's at Peace in the Valley. Man, one of the greatest little books I think I've ever read. But that is so true. Yeah, I think if you look at it too, there's this emphasis on baptizing people. It's a greater commitment. It's not saying, and let us be clear, if I can stop stuttering for a second, we're not saying that the Great Commission is not saying to preach the gospel. We are mm-hmm. to share the gospel. That's that's not what we're saying. What we are saying is that there's an emphasis of not just, we're not just simply mass evangelists, but the emphasis is on each individual that we would go and share the gospel to, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And notice if you look at Acts in the book of Acts, as they receive the power of the Holy Spirit, they would influence their local area. Mm-hmm. The, and then that would spread to the surrounding areas. And then it would go to mm-hmm. the outermost parts of the world. And so the Great Commission is, the, is this emphasis on affecting what's around you in your immediate context. And it's going to go towards the, the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Because it's for everyone. The gospel is for everyone. The way of Jesus is for everyone. I don't know. I think it's an interesting point. I've never really, I've always inferred that, yeah, it's, it's saying go preach the gospel. Well, when you look at it, it says go and make disciples, which is, which evangelism is part of that. But the emphasis is, is seeing committed or, or, or being committed to the transformation of others uh, mm-hmm. with them. So, Yeah. I think it's like getting, uh, you know, when you're walking around the mall and someone gives you like a free month to uh, LA Fitness, you're like, yeah, I got it. But it <laughs> takes that, it takes that commitment to be trained and to continue in it. And I think so many times as Christians, we could just like hand out those, hey, here, here's a, here's a month long pass. <laughs> but it's like it's more than that. Like we're not just handing out something. We are that trainer in a sense. Yeah. Where we're yeah. we're teaching them, we're showing them the ropes where, you know, I mean, Jesus, when he made the disciples, he said, you know, drop everything. Mm -hmm. It was a huge commitment. It wasn't like, Hey, just here's this little thing to carry with you while you're on the boat. No, it was, it was a complete life change. Yeah. 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 And and, and involved in, you had to be involved in that person's life, but, Mm -hmm. but we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll move on with this question, you know, um, because the question mainly is on evangelism, right? Mm -hmm. Towards the end of it. We just wanted to kind of address that first part. The, the, the Great Commission is to make disciples. That involves evangelism, but the, the main call is to be involved in people's messy lives mm. and um, make followers of Christ that way. But the next two verses that are listed here is, is and, and it kind of goes off of, right, is, is evangelism a gift of the Holy Spirit? Is it a call of every believer? Do only certain people have this or does everybody have this? And so Ephesians 4.11, Hollow, why don't you read Ephesians 4.11 if, if you have it there? Yep. Ephesians 4.11, it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. The Greek word that's used here for evangelists is a funny Greek word that I can only try to pronounce. Euangelistes? Mm, maybe. Mm. And um, this this word is only used three times in the New Testament. Hmm this word here, evangelists. The other time is 2 Timothy 4, 5, which is what they quoted in the question to do the work of evangelists. Mm-hmm. And then the last time it's used is in Acts 28, speaking of Philip, mm-hmm. um, when it calls Philip, uh, gives him the title, the evangelist. And uh, so the meaning of this word, evangelist, it, it means bringer of good tidings. 
you could even say a gospelizer, someone who brings the gospel, which is good news. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. <laughs> what do you guys have to say about Ephesians 4.11? Here it's kind of listed as like, it seems like it is a gift of the Spirit here. Mm-hmm. Is it a gift of the Spirit? or But the, but then, Hollow, brought, Hollow, you brought up a good thing too on, yeah. on uh, this, this chapter. There, there's two things that, and two ways you could look at this. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints... So it doesn't say that the non-believer, it says to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So some would look at this and say, oh, this is this is in the the way that someone would almost like e- e- back to discipling, um, discipling those around you on how to share the gospel, um, how to teach those who don't know. Because, you know, so many times, like I'm doing right now, studying the not studying the Book of Mormon, but studying, you know, what the Mormons believe. So I have a an answer where if you're coming in, you know, you didn't have Google, you didn't have the Uversion Bible app on your phone at this time. So you're learning everything. So it'd almost be like they're teaching those on how to how to share the gospel. You know, uh, thinking back to um, when Jesus rises from the dead. And he's he's talking with those people. And from the beginning of all the prophets, he makes clear what had happened. And so it's almost like that's kind of what the evangelist here would teach is say like, hey, this is how you present the good news. This is how it makes sense. Um, and that's one way that people view this. So you would say, so I'm going to reverse that question. I love reverse asking it. it. Andrew, I'm going to reverse it. So you would say... So you would say, um, or you, or rather, I'll say this. So you would say, some would say, yes, because I don't know if this some, is your belief or not. Some, some would, would say, say, some would say that the gift, or here in Ephesians four eleven, it isn't necessarily talking about the gift of evangelism. It's, the it's more so talking about that the office of evangelism, which is to equip the saints. Mm-hmm. So the, the office of evangelist is is mainly to equip the saints to share the gospel. Not necessarily the office of evangelist is to be evangelizing the lost. Not that that isn't, they forsake that, but more so the stressed um, emphasis here is to equip the saints. Right. But that's not to say that it's not a gift, that there isn't a gift given. And we talked about this earlier, but in the same way you would, you know, go to a Saturday night, you know, uh, study that's like, hey, this isn't Sunday. We're going to be talking about how to share the gospel. I mean, how many of you guys have gone to a class like that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so and Andrew hasn't, hence his failure in Malta and <laughs> uh, <laughs> when he talked to the... In bringing soup to vampire, <laughs> bringing soup vampire to, kids. That's rule number one. Do not bring soup to vampire kids. Yeah, you got to know your audience, I would say. Was it blood soup? Yeah. Was it... Uh, <laughs> This is blood pudding, kids. <laughs> blood pudding. Oh, that's different. Uh, wow, which is yeah, an English, yes, yes. Yeah. English dish. Yes, yes. So yes. that that is one way that some would say you can look at this. But Andrew's got the flip side because he's looking at me with angry eyes. No, I'm not. I'm listening intently. <laughs> I'm just listening because I've I uh, Andrew hates it when any one of us disagrees with him. He, he no, he really I don't. That is a lie. <laughs> don't believe it. But um, no, no. So what? What? So some would say that. What? What would the other say, say Andrew? What would the other say? What would the other say? Yeah, um, for this verse. That's not just for the not just for the church, but it's there are some that are. Are we? Are we talk, I don't yeah. know. We are might. some actually gifted, or is it a office? Oh yeah. 
Well, I, I believe it's both. Yeah. You look at the context of Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. it is saying to walk in unity, right? So that's the context, right? He says we're there's one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. He's saying that we're all, we are, there's unity in the body of Christ. And here's why. And then verse seven, but to each one to us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So he's making a contrast, right? Mm-hmm. We are one, but... There are some who have different giftings. There are some that are called to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, teachers. And all of them, I think the the emphasis is if we're going to walk in unity, we cannot look at someone else's gift and be like, oh, man, I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not like that. Mm. But to look at it as a measure of God's grace and say, man, God is so gracious and good. And to encourage them in their gift and encourage them in, in what God is and allow them to use their gift or whatever. There are some people that just natural or like supernaturally, but it seems natural Mm -hmm. that they are so good at sharing the gospel. They um, they're good at seeing the cultural angle to bring Christ in, into the, into that situation. I think Paul was a master at that. You see that at Mars Hill uh, in, in the book of Acts. So is it something we can grow in for sure? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think we all can grow in the in this area of of evangelism. But I do believe that there is a gifting that God gives to to certain people that man, they just have this gift. I think look at the great evangelists of our time, yeah. Billy Graham, uh, Greg Laurie, different guys like that, um, who just they have this way about preaching the gospel, and man, people respond. Mm-hmm. I think that is a gift. That is a, that is a gift. Um, mm-hmm. a gift that we can pray for and ask for, not for yeah. just so that we can preach to the masses, but that we can reach our neighbor, you know, yeah. reach our neighbor, reach across yeah. the street. So, well, And I think we, you bring in a... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Hall. No, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, you said the word like supernaturally natural. And, and I, I think it's just obvious in the outcome where like sometimes you hear these uh, evangelists say something and you're like, wow, that was... That was so simple and so lame. (laughs) And then like 3,000 people come forward and you're like, what did he do that was different? And I think that is, it's like, he didn't do it. That was, that was the gifting brought to life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Holy Spirit too, man, the Holy Spirit is the one who draws all men unto himself. So Mm. like, it's this gift Mm. of the spirit to, to do this kind of this job, but also I think Paul was a master at evangelizing the church. You look at every letter he wrote to the Roman church, to the Corinthian church, to the church in Ephesus, Galatia, there is this expounding and revealing of the depths of the gospel in each one. He yeah. preaches the gospel to the church mm-hmm. mm. and, and then tells them, this is what we hold to. This is what we hang on to. Don't forget the gospel. He was evangelizing the church. Yeah. And you're like, huh, these are Christians. They believe in the gospel. But... I think uh, he he was doing what he was called to do and to encourage and remind us like, this is what we hold to. We exalt and hold high the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And without that, we have nothing. And, and there are some, some people that are just, they're supernaturally gifted Mm -hmm. to do that. And, and so, yeah, I think it's, yeah. It brings up one of my favorite phrases to say is, is that you you need to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. You, You need to, um, 
do that. And Paul did, Paul absolutely did that in every one of his letters. I mean, he, he preached the, the depth with height, breadth of the gospel, like in every direction. And we need to do that too. We need to become, uh, you know, just to steal a quote from you, Andrew. I remember hearing a study from you on evangelism. We need to become fluent in the gospel, like so familiarized with it. And so like, let it become so near to us that, uh, that we are fluent in it and we remind ourselves of our great need for it every day. Um, but you also bring up a good point, Andrew, in the sense that gifts of the spirit do vary in strength. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 12, 6, you know, Paul encourages there to use the gift of prophecy in proportion to our faith. And um, in a sense, kind of giving a clue saying, hey, like there's a way to use it strongly and there's a way to use this gift weakly. You know, Paul would even encourage Timothy and he would say, hey, I want to remind you to fan the flame of the gift inside of you, to stir up your gifting um, so that it becomes brighter, so that it becomes stronger. And so there, there is an idea of like the gifting of the spirit that you have of, of ways that you could either quench the gifting in your life or you could feed and grow and stir and... Um, grow in strength of, of, of the gifting that you've been given. Um, and it varies. I think, I think that's an important thing to, to note when, when, you, when talking about the gifts of the Spirit, too. Mm, that's good, Zach, as it, as it relates here. And so, so that's Ephesians 4.11. So it doubles as... Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're trying. You, you, guys, you guys are getting my notes. Huh? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good. fantastic. That was good. <laughs> I, I agree with that. <laughs> I just want to feel loved, okay? I just want to explain something, and I want people to appreciate. <laughs> I'm so alone over here in Georgetown, Texas. <laughs> help me, send help. Uh, no, but so so we we could all agree. I think we could all come to an agreement and say that Ephesians four eleven, what it's what it's speaking of is both the office of evangelist, but also the gifting of evangelist, mm-hmm. and it's used to both preach and evangelize the church as well as um you know the obvious to uh share the gospel with people that need to hear it yeah so andrew why don't you read the last scripture that's that's referenced there which is second timothy four five and yep my Bible says, but you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, and do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. So what, do you, what would you have to say about that verse, about this book? <laughs> well, the book of Timothy, both Timothys, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, mm. are written to a young pastor who is in the midst of a very perverse city. And Paul is writing to encourage him and instruct him. So this is a didactic text, teaching a pastor what he, how, how he's supposed to operate, what things he's supposed to do. It's also encouragement for him too. This is part of the pastoral epistles, if you, if you would. And so we would, we would, if you would, if you would allow. Um, <laughs> Some would, would be, say would be to God. I'll allow it. Um, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So I think when. You know, it's kind of getting to the end of this letter, and Paul again is is wrapping things up, and what he wants to remind remind Timothy as a young pastor 
your job and what your calling entails in pastoring is to do the work of an evangelist. But it starts in verse two, it says, preach the word. Like you need mm. to teach the word of God and preach the word of God to people and also do the work of a good news bringer, right? It's the same, that same Greek word. Yeah. So same Greek word. I think Paul's instruction for this, this is the audience. It's this young pastor. He's receiving it first. And he's saying, as a minister of the gospel, we're not a cultural commentator uh, necessarily. You're not, um, you're not a social club um, activities director. Your job, <laughs> your job is. You mean to we preach. can't have uh, we can't have mixers? You can't have. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's not his main job, right? It's not his main main gig. What his main gig to do is to teach people God's word, preach the word of God, to proclaim it, but then also to do that work of a good news bringer, like always always finding the gospel and always bringing the gospel in your preaching and your teaching. Mm. We want to make sure that not only do you tell people about Jesus, but how to receive Jesus. If you're going to tell them the what of their life and, and you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, you also have to give them the beautiful, the beautiful, the true and the good to, to find Christ. And so Dang. that's, uh, that's beautiful. When it's talking to this pastor, this is what pastors are supposed to do. And, you know, all the other things, yes, it, it comes under your, your kind of job title. Sure. But let this be the main thing that you do and don't stray from this, regardless of your culture, right? He's in Ephesus. It's, is it Ephesus? Yeah. Yep. He was pastoring Ephesus. So he's in Ephesus, which was historically a horrible city and <laughs> idolatry and it's massive and. Um, very wicked in a lot of ways. And so he's like, what's going to change that city is the preaching of the gospel and mm. the preaching of God's word. So don't, don't get off, off base on that one. Stick to it, stick to the apostles creed. And, um, and so I think you can transfer that also to yourself and like, I want to stick to God's word and I want to share the gospel because that's, that's mm. what's going to transform lives. That's what yeah. changes people's lives. God's word has the power. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And mm. the great message of the gospel that has power and life in and of itself, right? Jesus likened it to a seed and in a seed brings forth great life in, in, uh, renewed life. So, mm. so that's, I, I believe the context, the audience, uh, but also the application can be for ourselves too. Yeah. Because, you, you, I mean, you bring up that good point. And I know we're, we're a couple episodes on the past of biblical genres where we learned how to look at different passages of scripture and how to study them well. And so primarily, right, we look at this as, at this passage as, as this is a letter that Paul is writing to a pastor and is giving this pastor instruction on how to pastor, mm -hmm. how to pastor this church. And so primarily, you know, you could say, right, that this letter is for, for Timothy, but the, the primary, the, the primary application is to pastors. Right. Yeah. You'd say this is a direct call to pastors. Not that it's not to everyone else, but a more, more mm. the stress is given for pastors to preach the word and not forget to do the work of an evangelist mm. here. But then to once we once we come out of that and we we first see its primary source, its context, and everything, and then we start to apply it to our own context of life. For me as a Christian, let's say I'm not a pastor, um, I'm not ordained. I'm just a great Dane. 
<laughs> who sits on the couch <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is pastored, you know, um, there, there is the call to, to preach the word, you know, that, that is, I, w- I would say, yeah, that, that is the call for every Christian to, 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 to open up the scriptures to those, to share with those and to, um, to do the, the work of an evangelist. You know, I, I really like a cross reference for this passage is I think a great co- cross reference for this one is first Corinthians one seventeen, where Paul says, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ would not be emptied of its effect. And, mm-hmm. you know, there in Corinth, Paul is kind of laying out that in the beginning, he's laying out his thing and he's saying, Hey, I'm not, I'm not here to, to entertain you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. So you guys can make your cool little clicks and say, Oh, I'm of Paul. I'm of this. I'm of that. He's like, my Christ sent me for one mission and that's to preach the gospel. That's, that is my main mission. Mm-hmm. And it's not to do it necessarily. Right. He says there, not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ is not emptied of its effect. You know, he's, he's echoing the words of, of Jesus, which you kind of quoted a little bit earlier, Andrew, where Jesus says, when the son of man is lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that could even be the, the emph- emphasis of the work of an evangelist is, are you lifting up Christ? Yeah. Are you magnifying Jesus? Because that is the draw. That is the draw for people. You're you're not the draw isn't some you know, you know one word piffy group that your church is called. You know like edge, the <laughs> edge, or come to you know the stream, or uh, <laughs> you know nor nor is it how tight your pants are. Right, we've gone through this before, Andrew. We listed that stuff. Nor nor is it whether you serve craft coffee, third wave craft coffee. Is it is it single origin? Is it washed? Is it <laughs> is it pre washed? Is it uh. What elevation? Is it geisha it? beans? Yeah. yeah what? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, nor nor do you have a moderately priced haircut at right. a salon, mm. um, uh, you know, there or tattoos mm. that just peak the the sleeve, so that it's like you could see that he's got a past. Just you see that the enough. Has a little bit of a past. Just enough. <laughs> just enough to where you're like this guy oh, knows this what he's talking serious. about. He's holy, oh. but he's but he's also got a past. So mm. it's like yeah, you know, like the neck tattoo is just creeping up the collar, just a little bit, just just the the tiger, the, the lotus tiger is just, just like, deep enough. You're just deep yeah, enough to reveal the chest <laughs> eagle tattoo, the swoop. Yeah, the swoop. I'm trying to remember the other ones that we listed because me and Andrew listed all these things. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's, that's that what I can funny. remember. That's not the draw, right? Paul here is emphasizing in First Corinthians and also in Second Timothy, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Preach Jesus, the simplicity of Christ. Let that and and Christ will draw all men unto Himself. Yeah, I would say like the you know the purpose of Bible study is not just information, right? It's it's a transformation. But it doesn't just stop at our own transformed life, but it it leads to, I think the word is uh, translation. We're translating that to other people, right? So information, um, what was the word? I forgot what it is. Transformation, information. Information, transformation, and then uh, translating that to other people, translation. So the purpose of us reading God's word and taking God's word, yes, it's, information that is supposed to totally transform my life and it has the ability to that's why we're studying it but it doesn't just stop with me it doesn't stop here the purpose of it is to translate that out into the culture 
And so, yeah, every time we read in our Bible, it's not just for me. It's who, who's this also for? Who needs to hear this wonderful transformation? Yeah. touch you know because this this question kind of says hey is this the job of every christian or is this a spiritual gift Mm. and i want to touch on that too because you have to remember that before the disciples before the apostles went out and preached what was what was their first job was to go and wait right Mm. was and, and we talked about it before andrew their their first job was to wait in jerusalem for the empowerment from on high for the helper you know, and so we can't devoid the work of an evangelist from the spirit of God. That is the empowering of what it is to share the gospel. You know, no matter how many books you've read, that's not going to make you a great evangelist. No matter how many podcasts you listen to or, or conferences you attended, that is not what is going to make you a good evangelist. What is going to make you a good evangelist is, are you filled with the spirit of God? Are you spending time in prayer and in waiting for the empowerment, for the strengthening of the Spirit of God to fill you? Um, because it is a spiritual act. It's not just merely a physical thing where it's just, oh, I'm just going to go out and do it. There is an aspect of it where you need to fan the flame spiritually within your own heart and and um, be filled with the Spirit to 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 go out. Because mm-hmm. you can, you can, right, we talk about this all the time, the tensions. You could swing to one, one or the other. You can just be like, well, I'm just someone that just does it. I just do it and I don't, I don't, I don't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I just stick to the plan. And then you have other people that are like, well, all I do is wait and I never go, yeah. you know, and I just, I just wait in his presence. And I just, and it's like walking that line of like, Hey, don't, don't be confined to the plan. Um, you remember you have to wait upon a person. The Holy spirit is a person. It's the third part of the Trinity. Um, be flexible, wait, wait for the movements of the Holy spirit that way. But I don't know. What do you guys have to say about that? Like as far as it relates to evangelism being a gift of the Spirit? I think the Lord, you know, when we talk about equipping, He equips us in those moments too. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have the the gift per se, but I think those giftings come. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks through us. So I think there are times, like I wouldn't call myself a gifted speaker in any way. But there's times where I have talked with people and the Lord's put those words in my mouth. And and I have been able to share the gospel with those around me. And I think that's the thing we have to remember is like, God is the one equipping us. So don't put God in a box of saying like, oh, I don't have this gift, so I'm just not going to do it. You know, uh, you, know you could say, oh, I'm not Greg Laurie, or I'm not um, Philip, you know, I'm not this person. And then the other thing, the flip side is remember that evangelism isn't necessarily preaching to large crowds. Mm. And I think we could kind of look at like, I'm not evangelist. I'm not going to go out and witness to all these people, but look at Philip. I mean, he's a great example. He was evangelizing to a large crowd yet. God pulled him away for the one Ethiopian. And he was still an evangelist to that one person as he was to a large crowd. And so, yeah. yeah, you may not have like, oh, I don't have the the guts to go out and preach to all these people to stand up on a soapbox and call people to repentance. 
but I, I think it, I mean, it could start in your home. It could start in your workplace. It could start with your family around you. And I think God's going to equip you to do that. So I, I wouldn't just say like, yeah. Oh, I don't have that gift. Um, so I'm not going to use it. I think again, going back to a measure of faith, I think God's going to give us the ability to use that when, when, when he sees fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. He can gift the gift of the Holy spirit is love. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's fleshed out in joy, peace, patience, kindness, good, you know, self-control. right. The fruit of the spirit is love. And then same thing with the gifts of the spirit. I think the gift is the spirit and he has all these different facets mm-hmm. in which he can manifest. Mm. Ooh, that's a weird, not manifest like. Going to manifest. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> but, cool. I'm cool with that word. I like that word. word. But he can manifest yeah, like his it. gifting or his baptism in many different ways, you know, mm. whether that's tongues, whether it's, you know, giving the words, you know, word of discernment, word of knowledge, mm. things like that. So I think the gift is the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then he gives us different gifts based on sometimes what we need in the moment. He can, yeah. I don't have the gift of tongues, but in that moment, I need to, I need to talk to God and I, I don't know how to communicate. God mm. gives me with tongues or whatever. Yeah. So can you give me the gift of evangelism? Yeah, please, please do. Mm-hmm. Cause it's mm. not my natural proclivity. Um, yeah. So, uh, one time I was in Poland Dude, world traveler. Yeah, I was in Poland and they, we were like doing this ministry thing to these kids at a playground or something. I forget. But they're like, all right, Andrew, we need you to stand up on this wall and preach the gospel. And I was like, there's 17 other kids on this trip. Like, why? I'm 17 years old. Like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, no, we need someone to do it right now. Go ahead and stand up there. Someone will translate. And I don't know. I don't know what I said or what I did, but I was like, I'm just going to give what I have and mm-hmm. what I know of the gospel that Jesus lived. He died. He offers you salvation for your sins, save you from hell. And then there's someone in, next to me like, like dude, hopefully this. <laughs> he's preaching a whole different message. Yeah, he's like, don't listen to this man. He's a, <laughs> he's a heretic, you know, whatever. But, you know, in that in that four minutes between the time they told me to the time it happened, I was like, Oh God, mm-hmm. like, please help. And I think what's great is that God cares about people so much. Why would he withhold that gift from you? Like, why mm. would he say, Nope, I'm not going to give you the gift of evangelism right now. <laughs> yeah, Not like, today. Not today. You're going to look yeah. like a fool yeah, today. You're on your own. <laughs> Even if it's unsuccessful, doesn't mean you weren't filled with the spirit and gifted mm-hmm. to communicate the gospel. So, um, yeah, man, it can't, I think it is like we were saying, there's an, a supernatural gifting that looks very natural on some people, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. So anyway, I have a fun story. It's very similar. I just want to tell it Do it. Same thing. We are in Africa. I've traveled a little bit myself. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in this room with like a hundred just different pastors and, and people from the area in Uganda and Gary, Pastor Gary. Yeah. Shout out to Pastor Gary. He uh he finishes teaching and he comes off. He's like, they just told me. <laughs> I wasn't they thought this was a conference. Oh my gosh. So he thought he was just teaching and that was it, but they were expecting like multiple teachers. So Gary looks at me and I have my little camera because I'm the cameraman on this trip. And he's like, you're up in season and out of season. Yeah. 
And I like get up in front of like these, like in this tiny room, there's like a hundred pastors from Uganda and they just have their Bibles like starving for the word. And I don't even have a Bible because <laughs> I have all this camera gear and I stand up and I look at Gary and I go, Hey, where's the prodigal son in the Bible? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's in Luke. And he's flipping in his Bible and he finds it and he puts the Bible on the pulpit. And I gave like a 25 minute study. Hey, there you go. And it Come blessed on. those around them. Hey. And I would not say I have the, the gifting of a pastor, but I think in that moment, like the Lord came through, you know, he's mm. not going to let his people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He cares about, his he people. cares about his he people. Care, yeah. He cares about his people too much. Yeah. That's a beautiful story, guys. That's I, really cool. I think Gary's a great example of that where he, he was is. a local pastor, but man, he was that that's, that's not where he was supposed to be. He needs to be out in the field mm. doing the work of an evangelist. Cause that's what he is gifted at doing. Like God does amazing things through that little guy. <laughs> Just like, wow. Like, no, and he, he's not like this big charismatic leader. He's just mm -hmm. faithful to preach the gospel and he loves mm -hmm. to see people get saved. And so I would say he has the gift of evangelism Yeah, in a very specific way. It's very, mm. it's very Jesus. Like God does something so cool in just this individual I oh, mean, it's it's really sweet. I think that's so cool. Yeah, so anyway. I, I mean, I would say to close it to close this episode off. You know, the question again is: Are only some given the gift of evangelism, even though all are called to preach the gospel, or do all of us believers have that gift, and we need to be obedient and step out in faith and do it? So I would respond, and I would just say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you yep. know, it's it's the call of of all, but there is giftings and moments where God will empower you in a special way, supernatural way to share the gospel to others. And it's not left for only those who are hold the office of evangelists. Like, oh, it's just Gary. Oh, because I don't need to worry about it because it's just Gary. Like I, I would encourage you guys listening. It's 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 more than that. It's for you. And, and rather, I won't encourage you. Why, why don't you let, my? this is my last quote here. Seriously. Why don't you let Vance Havner yes. encourage you here? Because he Vance. spits some fire right here. And he says, every Christian is commissioned, for every cr Christian is a missionary. Mm. It has been said that the gospel is not merely something to come to church to hear, but something to go from the church and to tell. And we are all appointed to tell it. Mm. It has also been said, Christianity began as a company of lay witnesses, and it has become a professional pulpitism, financed by lay spectators. Nowadays, we hire a church staff to do, quote-unquote, full-time Christian work, and we sit in the church on Sunday to watch them do it. Every Christian is meant to be in full-time Christian service. There's indeed special ministry of pastors, teachers, and evangelists, but for what? For the perfecting of the saints for their ministry. Man. Just... That was super convicting. Super, super convicting. Are we just spectators that are financing mm. church staff to do Christian work, Christian mm. service, and saying, oh, well, I don't need to do it. And so that, I would say be encouraged by that. The call is for you. The call is for every one of us. Be fluent in the gospel. Be full of the Spirit. And um, yeah. Mm. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> right on. Hey. 
<laughs> to quote Ted from Jingle All the Way, you can't bench press yourself out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for a Christmas. It's episode. too early for Christmas movies, Hall. I know you're. So I'm already listening to Christmas. Okay. It's, it's uh, it's uh, <sighs> come on, guys. It's, it's coming. It's it's coming. We still have okay. Our next episode. This is a little teaser. Our next episode is a, is a Thanksgiving special. So we're not yet to the Christmas special, but our next episode is a Thanksgiving special. So no Christmas just yet, but um, be on the lookout for that one. That'll be coming out soon. Um, but thanks for listening to this episode. From all of us, thank you if you got this far, right? We're super uh, grateful that you guys would even take time to send us questions, to respond to us. We enjoy all the interaction. So if you see a lightning round boy today, um, thank them, spank them, or whatever, whatever feels natural, <laughs> most natural to you. <laughs> so oh, man. send some good, send some good words their way, you know, especially the ones that are, that are, that are long distance that are out in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and, uh, mm-hmm. don't hear a lot of reports. <laughs> send a DM you know, to our favorite send editor. Send some encouraging <laughs> words their way. Cause I don't really get to hear too much about it. But it is encouraging, and I'm thankful thankful for everyone that's stoked on this stuff. <laughs> um, you hear it every episode um, on where to follow us on Instagram, lightning.rounds.podcast. Send us your questions there, too. Or email them to asklightningrounds at gmail.com. And, uh, and then also, too, uh, maybe you might have heard it throughout this podcast, but you can support the pod if you feel led. If you're like, dude, this is awesome. I, I want to be a spectator and support people that are doing <laughs> funny stuff. And maybe that maybe that's how you feel right there. And you're just like, yes. Well, you can support us by buying us coffee. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds. You could either just support our caffeine addiction or you can be a monthly subscriber and you can support the fact that we, in order to put this podcast out, we have to pay for uh, programs and for music and for mics and for hours upon hours that it takes to edit this and study for this and all that fun stuff. It makes it a little bit easier for us um, with more support and we will get to have more done and, and stuff be kind of cleaner and nicer. And, and um, so uh, if you feel led to support, that would be sweet. And there's perks for that. You get a sticker, right? We got some stickers coming out. We have stickers yeah. right now and stickers coming out. And um, we, and, and we're, when we have some other perks that are, that are um, on the way too. Like like member chats, maybe. Mm. I don't know. We'll 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 figure out that one. Maybe we'll go we'll dive deeper on episodes that we weren't able to go. Um mm-hmm. and you you'll get access to those things on subject. And then um also too, if you're a member, if you're a member, we'll we'll just say this too. If you're a member, your question gets pushed up to the queue on priority to be responded oh, to. Oh, so you have direct access to the lightning round boys. Oh so wow. And Andrew I just is, threw that disc to you, mom and sister who listen and don't yet support. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I love it. No, but hey, there's perks. Let that be your incentive. Yeah. At I'm gonna I'm gonna go off this real quick too. There is a whole social network at buymeacoffee.com. So when mm. you sign up, you get back end stuff. Andrew's gonna personally get your name tattooed on his back for our first 10 subscribers. Let's do Lower it. back. Lower back. Can you get on the back of my thigh so I never have to see it? Yeah. Okay. That's more. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Permanent Anyways. In your knee pit? In my knee pit? <laughs> I like it. Right above your giant glorious calves. Hey, mm. there we go. 
Well, big shout out. Thanks to Zach, our editor. I'm going to give you a little credit real quick. Zach Zach puts hours upon hours. His family hasn't seen him in weeks because (laughs) he brings these episodes to you. Andrew and I just show up and talking to Mike. So a silent round of applause for Zach. Silent lightning rounds of applause. (laughs) But thank you, Zach. You're great. You're a great man. You know what? You know what's actually pretty funny? So there, um, uh, I'm gonna give another shout out out here to. There's a listener out here to Lauren. Her name's Lauren, and she's hilarious. She listens to our podcast. Lauren and Tyler, we love you guys. You guys are awesome, hilarious. But she has said that she's gonna come out with a competitor podcast to ours, nice. and it's gonna be called it's gonna be called Thunder Squares. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, she's like, or maybe we could do like a Thunder Squares takeover on the Lightning Rounds episode yeah. where she just is the host and she just hosts everything. I love I was like that that's idea. hilarious. <laughs> Let's, Let's just do put, it. Let's just put hit record and let Lauren go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get her out there on the open but, road um, and see what she can yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. So send us more questions. Send us more topics. We aren't afraid to answer them, respond to them. Um, but thanks again for listening to this episode of Lightning Rounds. We'll see you on our next episode, Thanksgiving special. Hoo ya. Go, go, go.